Hey guys, welcome to episode 16. Really amazing stuff has happened with Sony PlayStation. They've unveiled the PS5. So we're going to be talking about the hardware and the amazing lineup of games that we saw at the launch event that was recently streamed by PlayStation's website. So I caught the stream, Z caught the stream, so he's going to be my guest on this episode. And we're going to talk about our love for Sony PlayStation, our thoughts on the new console's hardware, and also the lineup of games. So stay tuned for another great episode of the House of Rep. All right, guys, this is episode 16. This is our reaction to the PlayStation 5 hardware reveal and the games uh, that are going to be coming out this holiday season. It's really exciting stuff. We've been waiting a, quite a while for the reveal of the actual console. We had the controller that was shown, the DualSense, and on um, episode 3, I believe, of the House of Rep, we talked about it and our impressions of the console. So let's see what our predictions were and did we get them right. And I think that most of the stuff that we thought of, we pretty much nailed on the head. My guest today is Z, my fellow Rep Knight and brother. Z, say hi to everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the House of Rep. And I'm looking forward to talking about this awesome presentation by Sony. All right, great. So let's just jump into it, Z. Let's talk about the hardware reveal. So amazing stuff. We knew this um, great color scheme. Um, I remember telling you when um, they released the PlayStation VR headset that I thought that this would probably be the color scheme for future hardware going forward. So sometimes what they do is they have like one, um, you know, IP or hardware that they basically bring out to market after another hardware has been around for a while and they change the color scheme and style. This basically, um, you know, like sets the benchmark of what the next iteration of look is going to be for their lineup. So um, the whole time, the you know, those amazing graphical videos were playing, I was feeling that the lines and the style of the console was going to be like this. So what do you think now? Let's talk yeah, about the actual in, console um, itself. The presentation started off quite nicely with a lovely um, graphic of the PlayStation logos mm -hmm. and this kind of feral fluid kind of animation, mm. which I thought was really cool. They really went uh, nicely with the themes of the colors that they're using. So black, white, and blue is their main color schemes going forward mm. as the future of PlayStation. Mm. Um, and then they went into a very nice starting trailer of mm -hmm. um, the new Spider-Man game, which looked awesome. Yeah, so we'll talk about Spider-Man in a minute, because that's amazing. Looking at the hardware reveal video, the lines, yeah. the accenting of the console, we've had a lot of memes and funny videos and reactions from people who are kind of mocking the design. I personally really like the design. I know people say it looks kind of like a router, looks kind of like a, a fan or a heater or something with its color scheme. Um, but to me, I just, I really like it. I think it, it, again, invokes this kind of bone ridge style kind of look, you know, very thin looking. It kind of, it just looks different to what a traditional tower would look like, you know, in a PC. Again, it feels like a, a home console and they've done some very intelligent venting system with the console. You know, the, the branding, the kind of embossing of the the actual kind of plastics or whatever kind of polymers they're using. They've kept basically mini and large USB ports on the front. There are two hardware configurations of the console. So there's one with a 4K Blu-ray, 
So that's very important because with the PlayStation Pro, we got kind of stiff by not having a 4K deck. It was just a traditional Blu-ray player, which I thought was yeah. a massive mistake from them. So now you've got a digital edition for people who have smaller spaces and don't want the clutter of having a massive library. They prefer having a digital library. And that's yeah. kind of like the way going forward. So maybe the digital edition might be cheaper and more possible, like more popular because of its accessibility and people might want to go for that. I personally am going to purchase the one with the Blu-ray drive because, you know, I have a huge passion for films. And, you know, me and you, we love to watch movies in 4K and, you know, whatever yeah. the newest standard is on our rigs. So, you know, I think going forward, I'm definitely jonesing to get this. And I was really on the, you know, like I was really waiting to see, you know, what whether or not Xbox would basically, you know, beat Sony this year. But I'm getting the feeling that... Um, Xbox are gonna just lose again because as good as the Xbox looks, it just does not compare to um, it, it doesn't it doesn't compare to the PlayStation with a sleekness, you know? Yeah, I think yeah. the PlayStation's aesthetic mm. is much more appealing mm. in the way they've designed it, the console mm. itself. Yeah. I mean, at first, obviously, people even criticized going way back to the PlayStation 3 in 2006. Mm. Um, they did criticize that design quite a lot, like complaining about the glossy finish of the piano black yeah, color yeah, design and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. But then but, they started to eventually grow on it. So yeah. it's, it's more a case of when people eventually do get the console in their own homes and in their hands, mm. they'll start to appreciate the level of details because even in the trailer the hardware reveal trailer there were little uh, uh render shots of mm. like the little touches of the papered edges mm -hmm. the kind of cooling on the black part with the lighting yeah the accent lighting has a very nice, nice design yeah. obviously we couldn't see the back mm. and then there's like uh usb and Mm. Uh, uh, USB ports on the front. Mm. So mm. overall, it's a good design. It's a very slick the design. The, the dual sense controller looks really good still. Yeah, I like you it know, a lot. Seen that before. Feels wider on the hand when you actually look at it. It feels like it's going to sit in the palm a lot better. So there's going to be better distances between the the actual analog sticks, and then the button yeah. layout is raised a bit more. The accent lighting is a lot nicer on the touchpad, and then with the haptic triggers, we're going to see a big difference when watching. You know, like not watching. Sorry when playing like games like the you know the ratchet and clank um yeah. you know spider-man where you want to kind of like have or you know like the latest shooters where you want to have a deft touch when firing something when sniping but then you want to use rapid fire for like a machine gun or something so i think this yeah. you know racing games like gran turismo you're really going to see some kind of a difference here um another great thing about like giving people two options this time around is like kind of following what um, Microsoft have done with um, their Xbox by having a digital edition because for some people they just don't want to drive and for some people they just want a digital library um, and this is very appealing um, looking at the cooling looking at the the kind of color scheme I think they've they've nailed it with a lot of things people used to mock the original kind of toyish look it looked very plasticky the original PS1 um, even up to the mini, you know, the PS1 mini when it was in its final iteration, it still, yeah. a lot of people said it was very plasticky and toyetic looking. Then when the PS2 came out, they said it looked like a, a radiator. 
you know, people used to mock it for looking like a radiator. And then, you know, when the um, Fat Boy came out, what we well, called now, the... now it's kind of done that thing like PlayStation 2. It's gone back into a towel mode. Yeah. So that's Everybody loved having their PlayStation 2 in a, in, in upright. You know, they yeah, only used to have yeah. it. Some people are saying it looks like a 360 a bit, you know, as well. It looks like an old 360, so that's quite funny. Like, so people have been dropping memes about, you know, it being a 360 and and stuff. I and just, I just really hope that Sony don't cut corners on the material quality of the console itself. Yeah, I mean they're gonna that black part, which is yeah. the majority of the middle section in the sandwich of yeah. material. Yeah. Um, I hope that that's not too plasticky feeling. I'm kind of, kind of like clicky, like yeah, tabby. I'm kind of worried. I like the look of it, but because it's very glossy, if I just like run a microfiber cloth through it, I hope I don't give little micro abrasions onto the actual finish because that happened on the previous PS3, you know, when wiping it down, that super gloss finish in the middle. Um, you yeah. know that side panel that used to snap away so you could access the hard drive on the yeah, PS4? Yeah. That that was prone to scratching really easily. When we That's bought right. the PS4 Pro, um, it was a much better design. That kind of ice cream wedge design still looks really great when you put it um, horizontally. If you put it vertically, the console still looks great, but I prefer to put that console in vertically. Yeah, it look, it look, sorry, I like horizontally. It it's flat because yeah. it has a nice kind of shiny, glossy PlayStation logo on the top, and it looks neat and clean. Yeah, and this this looks really good too. Like you know, they've got like a, a laser etched cutout of the PlayStation logo, and this time it's kind of hollow yeah. and transparent. And then they've got in the inner area near the venting yeah, a Sony it's logo. The top corner, like the top left hand corner. Yeah, so it's really nice. I mean, I I thought that it would look closer to what that um, fan art rendering was. But um, it's just different. And they've also got this kind of taco-looking camera. They've got this thing called the Pulse HD wireless headset, a media remote, so that you can use it as a kind of like a media hub. The yeah, controllers now 3D. have... Pulse 3D. Yeah, then the controller now, controllers now have a docking station. So I'm definitely going to invest in some of this gear because I just like the family, you know, like the whole family of uh, peripherals that this thing has. So right now I'm really, really, really feeling this design. I like it from a design perspective. I like the color scheme. I like how they've moved away from black because black is kind of getting a bit overused, you know, so bringing a bit of color back in. I'm a little bit worried about yellowing and kind of like wearing down of the consoles because the Dreamcast, you know, like a few of the other consoles back in the day, you know, over time, the plastic kind of yellows because of like, you know, atmospherical things, you know, that happened to it. Yeah. Like, so I'm worried about its wear over time but by that time you'll probably have different iterations of the console you know we'll probably be keeping this one for like three or four years you know touch wood nothing happens to it hardware wise i hope that we're not going to have like any kind of major hardware issues with these with their build quality because obviously they've got to make these you know affordable and built at scale but they've also got to provide power so you know i want to wait and see how 
great these consoles lost. You know, the 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 beating that we're gonna give it. You know, the amount of game time we're gonna put into it and movie viewing. So I want to see how it can stand up to overheating issues because I will be watching a lot of movies. Like whenever I'm free, I like watch one or two movies at a time. So, you know, but most of my viewing when now is now on Amazon, Netflix, and stuff. So I'm using the um. I'm using the drive more for legacy movies, you know, like the stuff in our collection. So, so maybe the wear and tear will be less because of the viewing habits have changed. But, um, you know, um, it also depends on, uh, what the power consumption is like. And obviously eventually we need to know what the price tag will be for this console. That's really important. It's not going to be like classic 299. That we got at E3, like, donkeys years ago. Uh, 299. (laughs) I love that. You know, that's a great video. But, you know, I still remember, like, back in the day when they, when Kazarai dropped 599 or whatever the hell price was. Everyone was silent. And I was like, how the hell am I going to afford this, man? Do you get what I mean? Like, I mean, it was crazy. They've got to really put it. Even though they're saying that they don't want to put it at a competitive price, they really yeah. should. What are you thinking? It's going to be like three seven nine four nine nine, maybe. It's probably going to be four nine nine, right? We get kind of wonky prices because yeah, of the sterling in it and the dollar. Yeah. But I'm not sure right now. I mean, the hardware will be all well and good, but really mm. it comes down to all the software. Mm. It's all about the games at the yeah. end of the day with PlayStation. Yeah. So sometimes they sell it at a loss in it, so that they can they can make a profit with them. Um, the what's it called? Um, yeah, no, um, it's exciting stuff. I, I really like it. So, hardware is amazing. Now, just give me a ring of what out of five shields, what you think of the hardware. I think it's a good four. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really good. They've done a good job. You know, they've done they've yeah. done something really interesting. The presentation, nice, the presentation itself. Give me a rating about you know the videos and graphics. You coming from a graphic background and stuff, oh. were you very impressed with this stuff? The work that they did on these graphics and this intertitles. Uh, yes, I love the I love the idents and stuff that they presented in between each game presentation, mm-hmm. and I liked how they left the last kind of ident and trailer. Mm. Uh, presentation for the hardware reveal at the end mm, mm, um, and a lot of the stuff that was shot with developers mm. and the ceo and all the staff at sony was really well done as well yeah it was amazing it, it looks like it was shot on the vegas or something you know the, yeah, the venice camera so really nice quality yeah talking heads looked good it's very well there yeah. very good cinematography was very nice yeah um, yeah. It was a bit long. I thought there was some. Well, we'll talk about it in a minute. But I thought that there were some games in there that didn't need to be mm-hmm. kind of shown in this presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, I was right then. So my prediction, yeah, that I said to you in episode three, uh, was that yeah. PlayStation Studios would now be the cover. Uh, kind of brand so basically the the different game studios that have a close relationship with playstation they now come under the playstation studios symbol so they've done a very good job so insomniac have come back with a new spider-man game which now follows miles morales and that's fantastic because you know we love miles as a character he's a great new spider-man and him coming into these kind of like not I, I wouldn't say mainstream universes, but basically the game universe now has a Miles Morales, 
Uh, Into the Spider-Verse has a Miles Morales from an alternate reality similar to the Ultimate Universe where Peter dies. Yeah. And then in the Ultimate Comics, Peter dies in the Ultimate Comics and then Miles takes over. But then the Prime Reality, Peter comes to visit him and kind of guide him and stuff. And then I think Miles ends up in their universe. So um, there's a lot of different things that happen in the comics. This game, now this is where things are getting very confusing because I'm getting confusing kind of information from this game from different publications and sources. Is. Number one, they're saying that um, this is actually a complete remaster of Spider-Man, the PS4 game. So you can play that, and then you have the Miles Morales expansion. So basically, it's part of it. So you buy basically this version, and it's like a, it's basically like an expansion. So it's included within it, which is so the Miles Morales part just sits underneath it, which is why they did, they do, they've written it like that. Other people are saying that this is a complete standalone using the same engine, which is then optimized as a PlayStation exclusive for PlayStation 5, or it's a cross-promotion. So it's not just going to be, sorry, it's cross-platform, not cross-promotion. So basically what's going to happen is, is that this is going to come out on PS4, and this is also going to come out on PS5, or it's just going to come out on PS5. This is where things get really confusing. So it's looking like it's going to be kind of like a launch style, but it's going to be like Uncharted, yeah. The Lost Legacy. So you know how there's a spin-off, yeah, like Left Behind and Lost Legacy that Naughty Dog did? This is kind yeah. of what they're doing, so it's going to be a standalone Spider-Man game. So it'll probably uh, have... They, um, they want to branch it out, so it still has enough missions to launch like a game's length. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that what they've done is they've just kind of cloned the structure of the original game. They've improved the engine, added more ray tracing, probably made the city a lot bigger and denser and then basically doing what they're doing before so they've enhanced it, what originally was working and I, and I'm not I don't have a problem with that that's fine I mean the the Spider-Man game I'm playing it right now I haven't finished it yet but it's still a brilliant game I love it it's yeah, like it's really just good. as good as like the old Spider-Man guys I used to love swinging at Spider-Man 2 Spider-Man oh. 2 by Activision was an amazing game on the PS2 and then um these other Spider-Man games I tried a few of them like Friend and Foe Web of Shadows could never really get into them. Edge of Time. Some of the storylines sounded wicked. Like I thought that that one was cool, where he would like team up with Spider Man twenty ninety nine. But yeah. But um, this is a really good one. I'm excited about this game. It looks brilliant. Insomniac are one of my favorite companies. So to see them still, you know, churning out great content, this goes to show again that um, basically the um, Sony are building up their library. And this is what I love. So they concentrate actually on like the library of games and then hardware is kind of like a um, companion concern. Whereas Microsoft like to throw numbers to people and say, we've got 16 teraflops of power. We have the latest yeah, graphics card. Technical. You know, we've got the, 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 this is the, this is the fastest console. This is the fastest Xbox in the world. It can, it can outrun, you know, it, it does the same speed as a Koenigsegg in processing power as an engine motor or something, you know, like they'll, they'll basically throw all this wicked stuff, like, you know, all the kind of pedants and showmanship, but when it comes yeah. down to it, like, what am I playing? Like, what am I playing on it? Like, like that that kind of Lucky's Tale or something. You know, you get what I mean. Lucky's Tale is a very basic yeah, game. Nobody wants to play like crappy Minecraft on a uh, on a such a powerful console when it's not even using half of the power. Yeah, you're not a big fan of Minecraft, are you? <laughs> There's a lot of people out there love it. <laughs> people, can, people can like Minecraft all yeah. they want, but it's still not. 
a very good game. You don't find it appealing. Well, it's never been your thing, is it? You're more into kind of like action shooters, um, you know, driving simulators and stuff, in it. That's really your expertise, isn't it? And I'm mostly into like action games, you know, stuff with great stories, sandbox games, um, shooters, fighting. Like fighting games is a big deal for me and you. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. It's so funny because that's that's like our thing, you know. And then yeah. that, that's not even the first thing I thought of, <laughs> you know. So you know, like the rap nights, we're not really like we've kind of like we've never really been much like we used to play pez a lot we used to play fifa a little bit but we were never hardcore fifa guys or sports dudes we don't play nfl or madden and all these kind of games much we're mostly into our fighting games like tekken doa street fighter we've been playing street fighter for years you know from um street fighter 2 to hyper street fighter to street fighter 5 you know, champion edition. We're playing all of these bad boys. DOA, we've been there since the beginning of DOA. You know, I remember when you were sick for a bit and we were in the hospital, you know, and you were recovering, you know, when you had your leg surgery and we were playing DOA 1, you know, on the PlayStation, you know, and then that was like really when we first got to experience Jan Lee and Zach and all the guys, you know, and that all that funny jiggly boob kind of physics and funny stuff, you know, with that game. But at the end of it, it's a great fast game. PlayStation 1. Yeah. Now it's like Dead or Alive 6 on the PlayStation 4. Yeah. And maybe 5. We might get a remaster on the 5. It or... would be amazing to get like a um a slight upgrade of DOA 6 because they did a few of those. They did like Ultimate Editions and like different kinds of editions. So maybe the PS5 might get an Xbox X might get an upgrade of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with like better textures and stuff. DOA 6 is brilliant. I'm going to do a separate podcast with you about how good that game is, how good 5 was. Guest characters on 5 were amazing because we had the virtual virtual fighter characters coming back. That was fun to see them in there. And um, we got to see, I think, I forgot that girl's name from uh, Final Fight. Um, She was in it. Maya, I think her name was. So she's a guest character too. It's a shame that Terry and Andy Bogart weren't in the game, so I'm hoping that they guest characters in this situation. So maybe DOA Six can have some more, some more guest characters. Because so far they've only unlocked like uh, we've got Nico, the new character. We've got this other girl, can't remember her name. It's been a while since I played it. Um, yeah. Anyway, so let's move on to the next game. So Spider-Man Miles Morales. It's um, giving a. We're gonna give this a kind of a thumbs up for its presentation, the quality of the game. We're looking forward to reviewing this on Thor. So I'll move on to the next game. So the next game. Okay. So they announced basically Grand Theft Auto Five again. So basically, instead of making Grand Theft Auto Six, while they're probably still working on it. They're basically going to release another iteration of Grand Theft Auto V. And I know it sounds kind of like it's in a, a bit long tooth and nail. Um, but what they're trying to do basically is bring new people to Grand Theft Auto Online and Grand Theft Auto V. Because Online's getting support for a long time. So you've got heists. You've got these weird kind of Tron-like races. You've got DeLoreans. You've got all this kind of weird kind of like stuff in the game that you can do now online and build up money so people love that people just love building money and becoming like the kings of their own crime world um the game has always been brilliant it's like it was a really fun game i loved it a lot i mean it seems it seems a bit weird to have another grand theft Auto from a previous gen mm. on the new console yeah but those kind of stuff always really happen yeah regardless yeah but it's more like a remaster in it best in because yeah you can play a lot of the stuff that you're already seeing in that game on grand theft Auto online 
this is this is the thing I'm kind of. have something like that on your on PS5, in my opinion. Yeah, this is what I'm thinking. It's like technically it's a remaster, so they're probably gonna bring everything that worked on the PC, so they can bring a lot of the PC's refinements over to the actual um, PS5. But you can't mod it like you can on the PC. So there's a lot that you can do to kind of improve the textures and stuff. So they're trying to probably bring it in line with that. You know, and bring it so that it just works on, um, you know, so they have a better online presence. So we're just going to move on. You know, it's just good stuff from Rockstar as always, but it's nothing new from them. So so that was, for me, just a tiny, tiny bit disappointing from them because I was kind of hoping that we would get a, um, you know, Grand Theft Auto 06 or something. And so um, moving on. Yeah, so Project Athia, Square NX game, you know, made by Pro uh, Luminous Project, um, Luminous Production, sorry. Um, so this game, this is like a platformer, right? It's going to be like, um, you know, uh, going around some kind of crazy world. The design looks really amazing, you know, for this for this place. You've got these kind of weird-looking demon dogs kind of things. You've got yeah. these vast expanses where she can jump. She's got this kind of nature ability, so it looks like the nature and the geo, um, you know, the geometry changes, and she's kind of, like, in control of it. So I don't know if she's maybe, like, Mother Earth or a kind of Gaia-like character or something, and this kind of deals with that. There seems to be some kind of, like, ethereal kind of fire dragon, which either is a creature that you can control or it's something it's like an antagonist or a boss that you have to fight and it's just yeah. a working tile so they haven't even announced it. it could even end up becoming something else it could be a um you know like some kind of other game so project athia is just a kind of working tile so not much is known about that game but visually it looked impressive yeah it looked really good it looked really nice and uh, some of the atmosphere was amazing um, I love that shot where she was like on the cliff top and she could see the clouds and the sun kind of beaming down. Yeah. It was a really nice vista shot yeah. of the game's abilities, so it looked mm -hmm. amazing. Great, yeah. So let's move on to the next game. Uh, Ratchet Clank's a great franchise. It's very fun. It's like Jackson Daxter. Uh, both companies, Insomniac and Naughty Dog, they, you know, made these, these great characters. They're very similar. But Ratchet and Clank's a really good, fun game on its own. And they did a, I think if I remember correctly, they did a complete remake of Ratchet and Clank for the PS4. I haven't had a chance to play that yet. And then this one looks incredible because he's bouncing through these different dimensions in real time. And the world is so lush. really cool. I thought that that was a nice touch, how they're going through all these different worlds. Yeah. And the PlayStation isn't hesitating when it's like loading all these different worlds thanks to the SSD drive. Yeah, it's brilliant because what's happening is basically this world can change, the environments can change in real time. The art direction, the style, the cartoony style of this game, visually it looks really impressive. It's very fast. I just love it. I think it's going to be a good game. This is a, definitely a game I'm going to buy. You know, I just want to, I love adventure games like this. You know, they're just really fun and colorful. Uh, Ratchet and Clank are a, a good pair. They're a great team. So, yeah, just a good um, good franchise. I guess a good thumbs up from me. I'm going to wait and see until the game comes out to give it a good full review. You know, what yeah. I think about it. But so far, so good. It's really good. It's, it looks really nice. You've got dragons. Nice, you've got nice flying. It's a continuation of the kind of old PlayStation IPs that are yeah. pushing forward into the next 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And also on top of that, they're not really giving them numbers anymore. So they're trying to say that, you know, this is just an, an original tale. So a lot of games yeah. and a lot of franchises, because there's so many of them, they're just dropping the numbers and dropping the, yeah. the things, you know? So, yeah, it's really cool. All right. So Ratchet and Clank, good work from the guys. And we're hoping to see the rest of this. Uh, also, there's an introduction of a new character. So when Clank gets separated, he runs into a new lady. So there's a new yeah, kind of like female, cool. maybe a female love interest for for Ratchet, you know, this lady. Or maybe she, instead of like Ratchet, this lady was born or something. I don't really know much about the storyline, but it looks promising. They're using the hardware really well. So it looks really yeah. good. Stray. So Stray was this um, really like visually um, appealing game about like Anna. Perna Interactive and Blue 12 are making this yeah. game and it looks like it's an indie game. It's probably a platformer um, about this stray cat and basically the humans look like they've probably been wiped out and what's left now are like a lifelike robots that imitate them in almost every way but they're mechanical. So they do basically what humans do and they kind of live on the streets and they do this and stuff but you know it's it's a very interesting world it's very visually nice, you know, the colors are nice, the neons light are nice. It's not, it's cyberpunky, but not too much, you know, it's just really kind of interesting. And I'm just wondering what this kind of game is. Is it just a, a sort of like a RPG with like a little bit of a story? Or, I mean, are we looking just at FMV or are you going to be walking around with in a third person way? interacting and listening to these yeah. people's stories and the cat is just basically recording it so it's just an interesting looking game it looks good i want to see what the gameplay mechanics of this game are going to be like and whether or not it's actually gonna like realize itself fully conceptually and and be a fun game to play so i don't really know what exactly is going on with this game but it looks interesting so stray looks yeah. very interesting let's move it on looks to the really next good. what do you think of stray tell me sorry yeah. Uh, I like Stray. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a nice. Uh, the trailer was nice. How it led into a kind of dystopic future where mm. the only population were robotic uh, uh, machines, and there wasn't many humans in sight. And all you saw was the cat going about its uh, route and mm. daily life. Mm. Um, trying not to interact with the robots really it, it, the cat was trying to be smart and is kind of looking for someone to uh, interact with on the call i was like oh okay this is kind of interesting it's like a bit different where you're going to play like you said you're going to play the cat and you'll be exploring this world full of robots and yeah. seeing what will happen I think it's, it might just be like one of those kind of casual, kind of chill games. You just kind of sit and just explore. It doesn't really have any kind of challenges or anything really. Like maybe there's a yeah. photography element to it or something. All right, let's move on to another serious game. Um, what, what's it called? Returnal? Yeah, Returnal. Returnal yeah. So Returnal is this crazy space game. It's kind of like, you know... Um, kind of feels like a movie you know like this woman stuck yeah, in a loop very, very cinematic and very story driven yeah so we've got a uh, uh, house marquee are making this game um it looks like it's about an astronaut that crashes onto a planet and what happens is that the planet's got this strange ability to try and basically resurrect the astronaut 
woman and she's basically stuck in a loop and each time she dies she's um kind of like experiences a death but she can't die so she's basically on the it's sort of like ethereal the loop just keeps happening i i guess she just kind of dies fights dies and what happens is that the planet changes and also the planet starts infiltrating her memories so her yeah. memories start eroding and changing too so it's going to be very interesting to see what can what this game is like is this game going to be one of those kind of like morbid games with like there's a never-ending kind of like it's never going to stop or is there going to be some kind of liberation at the end or some kind of a you know like a secret or something but the game looked really cool it looked like a cross between aliens you know little bit of mass yeah, effect no, it really nice. in there, a little bit of days gone really nice. kind of also reminded me a bit like a uh, silent hill and you know like and prey you know these games that came out recently yeah. so it's trying to do that kind of stuff so yeah good stuff you know visually it looks entertaining it's, it's got some interesting creature designs whether or not the gameplay itself is good like she's got good enough stuff where it's just a standard stack shooter like a running gun um we'll have to wait and see because if the if the gameplay is just limited to a running gun and um the story is very hollow and it just looks visually oppressive in this trailer but actually when you're trying to play the game it's impossible to do stuff and the gameplay is terrible um that just, just will ruin all the cinematic quality to the game so um yeah let's just see what returnal is like it's a it's not a bad concept so it's a it's a it's a good game let's have us let's have a see if it can be a great game yeah exactly lucid have created this game you've got these crazy kind of avatars i guess you can create or you can be i don't know if, yeah. if it's going to have a create a a player kind of mechanic but you've got these teams that fight each other in this massive arena right so they what they do well, is they first, at, at first i thought it was like a rocket league or it was like a fortnite expansion yeah because it's yeah. kind of got those kind of feelings yeah but it was i think totally it's designed that way it's trying to be like um i forgot what the name of that other ea game is that's really big nowadays so that you've got fortnite and then you've got this competitor which is that ea game um, um battle underground player um, oh, no no, wow. play, players unknown Battle Underground is kind of was was there, but it's not really there. There's another one, Apex. It's called Apex, I oh, think. Oh, Apex Legends. Yeah, so Apex Legends. I think these are all kind of like games that are designed to be fast multiplayers with this kind of esports kind of feel. And this game has that kind of esports feel. So it's a cross between you've got dynamic jumping, you've got wall running, kind of like uh, Titanfall and Call of Duty. You've got amazing uh, destruction effects and all these kind of cars, which are really good. So you got this kind of Hot Wheels style, you know, massive arenas, the, the explosion effects, the cars, what they do. It's kind of like Vigilante 8 a bit, you know, as well. Yeah, so it, yeah. it gives me those memories of Vigilante 8, Rocket League. You know, you've got basically cars that can go sideways. They've got blades on them. They've got weapons. You know, you can slice and dice, destroy stuff. But then when you are basically out of your car you you could do stuff to try and take out other cars and survive on a, in a kind of like a platform way so they've shown us the mechanics of the game they've shown us in-game stuff of it running sort of like a kind of like a rolling tech demo of in-game graphics it's not really a fmv i want to see how this game plays with the haptic feedback and the dual sense controller how how yeah. fluid and how um you know like so i can't wait to get this game in my hands and see if this is going to be one of my go-to online games that i'm always going to play all right yeah, moving absolutely. on so so this is really interesting because I, I i didn't expect this i was quite kind of like 
when I first saw the trailer, I saw this tiger, and I thought, what is this tiger? And then it turned out that this was Sackboy, and he's got his own little platformer. So the kind of intro FMV kind of tricked us a bit, made us look like it was something else. You know, it was going to be some yeah, kind of... Yeah, it's like Sackboy had become the kind of PlayStation Mario or Sonic now. Yeah, I mean, he is like one of the PlayStation mascots. So um, Sackboy's always been a fun character. Little Big Planet was a great game. It was very fun. So now he's got his own little kind of world that he can play in, which is made out of this kind of cushions and fluff and, you know, has that whole Sackboy art yeah, direction. It, so, looks, it looks like a fun kid game. Yeah, it just, it just looks really good. The other cool tiles. Yeah, so this one is something that, you know, I'd probably just cash play. You know, if I ever got a chance, um, we'll wait and see how actually good the mechanics are. You know, if the jumps are not yeah. too short, if it's not too kind of, um, you know, like they don't have those frustrating repetitive things where you get stuck in the in an area and because of the game design you can't complete it. Or the bosses are like, you know, grinds and stuff. So we'll wait and see. You know how good this game is, but it's interesting to see them do another kind of like a little big planet game, but move away from the whole little big planet kind of thing and just spin off Sackboy himself. So that's really interesting. So I've never been a huge fan of the Oddworld franchise. I know it's really big and a lot of people love it. But I've always thought of like, he just looks like a really freaky character. And the storyline was just never appealing to me. I know Odd, uh, this guy, whatever he's called, Oddworld, or this dude, yeah. I forgot the dude's name. He's trying to free Abe. He's trying to basically like free his race from the enslavement of these other aliens or something like that or something. Visually it looked very good and the guy's carrying on the franchise well but essentially it's like a Lemmings game. You know, it's like a survival yeah, it's game. it's kind of funky like that. It's kind of a resurrection of the Lemmings yeah. structure of gaming. It's a survival game basically, like, isn't it? Survival platformer. I don't really like it. I'm not really too interested in it, to be very honest. I think visually the game looks great. The art direction is very good, but I never found the characters appealing or, you know, something that I want to invest my time in. So there's always going to be people who are going to be huge fans of it, you know, and they're going to love it. But sadly, I just don't connect with it. It just doesn't click yeah. with me on any kind of level. Yeah. So we'll just move on. It just looks really good and um, promising for people who love that franchise. Pen up, Bridge of Spirits. This game, um, I really like this game. This game looked really good. It was like this kid um, has got these little creatures that work with her. She's got some sort of spiritual kind of energy where she can do these light bows and she's got this light staff. Um, Ken Watanabe it's looks like, like he's doing... a strong uh, female-driven story. Yeah, I mean, just generally, it just looks like a fun kind of action platform. It reminds you of Beyond, you know, Beyond Two Souls, uh, games like that, you know, Heavenly Sword... It just feels kind of like those kind of games, like a fun platformer with a villain. You know, it's great, it's colourful, you know, it's, it's cartoony, but it doesn't have to be super realistic. So it feels like a great kind of animation movie. The world looks very lush. It looks like a fun platformer, you know, of Discovery with these little kind of creatures. And I don't know, something about it seems appealable. Like you can do kind of building with these creatures and it just looks fun. So I'm just interested in trying this game out. I like it. It's just uh, very appealing yeah, to me. Nice. I mean, it has this very uh, animated look, so it looks a bit like an animated movie. Yeah. But you can play it, so it looks yeah. very nice. The worlds look lush. Yeah. Uh, the graphics look really good. The it's a bit like Legend of Zelda, like isn't it? And also, you know, she looks a bit like... She kind of got the kind of same abilities that Kung Jin, when I think about it. She's got kind of like a staff that becomes a... Uh, becomes a kind of like an energy bow. So it's yeah. really interesting, and it seems like a good game. It looks very fun. I want to see how Kenna Bridge of Spirits um, performs in action. So let's see how good this game is as a launch tile. 
Yeah. All right, cool. So, so moving on to the high volcano high. We'll keep this one short because you didn't really find this too appealing, did you? No, I mean, um, to be honest, it was like I was seeing good, good. Uh, this is not the order that obviously we saw the uh, games in. Mm. Um, we're just abridging the order to how we're reviewing it here on House of Rep, but. Mm. When this game kind of came in the order of games that were being shown at the presentation, it, mm. I just didn't feel interested in it. It didn't feel appealing mm. in terms of a game that could showcase what PlayStation 5 was about. Mm. So I think it looks like an okay game, but we'll pass on it. So this is like a possibly like a kind of JRPG or some kind of a motion comic kind like of thing. It's kind of like an emo storytelling game. That's about it, really. Coming of age kind of game. It doesn't really kind of relate to us, I guess, anymore. I guess, yeah. Yeah. It so might maybe... appeal to a younger generation, but I don't know. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how good this game is. Um, but I'm not really um, sort of like... It didn't really connect with me, if you kind of get what I mean, in yeah. such a way. It looks really appealing. It looks very entertaining. It's... Um, you know, I don't know how good this game is going to be depth-wise, because um, it feels kind of like it might be like Fear and all these other kind of games. So basically, you're just kind of building up. It's basically clean up. So you're going through these visually spectacle stages, taking out these kind of different cadre of villains, like headless ghosts. And, you know, they're all digitally imprisoned ghosts or something. I'm not sure what you're doing exactly, whether you're a mage or, you know, a psychic or some kind of a hunter. But you're basically trying to save... Tokyo from these creatures, so yeah. I want to know what the grandest storyline is. It's, it's interesting that this was a game that was in first person yeah. Kind of perspective. Yeah. So that, I thought that was kind of cool, it's kind of different. Yeah, I wonder how it's going to work, because you've basically got these abilities with magic to do kind of spells and, you know, stuff to push people away. You can steal, you know, like what looks like the remnants of their energy. You've got some what looks like some kind of bike play, whether or not you're actually controlling a bike or it's just a cutscene. Uh, what these bosses are like, what these, you know, what fighting them is going to be like, how this gameplay works. It looks like maybe both triggers work different things and you have to use maybe the 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 um, trackpad or something to take these things out. Yeah. I'm not sure how good this game will be, but um, visually it looks good. Let's see how yeah. good it is. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love games about Japan and Tokyo. So yeah. if this kind of profiles and lets you run around Tokyo all the time, mm. I'm all up for it. You know it's that classic like kind of that class, yeah, person. yeah, exactly. You love that, and it accuses the franchise. You love it. So um, basically, you know, when you look at the the kind of the tile design, give me your feedback on that. It's very nice, isn't it? It has that kind of it's nice, yeah. that it's video got that effect, retro look, yeah. and it's got lovely colors and stuff. And that. It has an element of spooky, yeah, uh, supernatural element. What do so they call cool. that? They call that kind of video drum kind of strobe effect that happens when you're tuning into something. So it's got that ghost yeah. wire. So that was really yeah, cool. Yeah, like Watch Dogs, remember? Yeah, for sure, because they talked about the space game, but I think it's a real-time strategy game. So I'm just going to touch on it briefly. It was just a um, a game about humanity kind of going into the oblivion, like they're going to be like wiped out, so they go off into space. So it looks like it's a kind of like a civilization kind of game where you explore planets and build colonies and, you know, look after this kind of spacefaring arc of humans so visually it looked very nice art direction looked really interesting gameplay wise it didn't show so much they just showed like a ship traveling through a vast expanse i don't know how this game is going to work whether it's just a casual kind of 
explorative kind of exploratory kind of game, or it's a kind of like a I real time strategy game. It's a Mass Effect but with a bit more of an animated art direction. Yeah, but it didn't have. Um, of course, they showed Godfall again with now a kind of like a, a sort of like a more pumpy trailer. So Gearbox are working on this game. Visually, this game looks really good. Wasn't it? Yeah. So I didn't really, you know, I didn't really know much about Godfall. I didn't, you know, like go into it before the reveal. And then I just noticed it's like a hack and slash kind of game. So is it a hack and slash arena kind of game where people are no, kind of fighting? I think it's a campaign based. So it's kind of like Dark Souls and stuff, like God of War and things. A bit like more For Honor, For Honor style. Right. Okay. So it's going to be like that, but then there's going to be maybe an online element to it? I don't know, we'll have to see. So, yeah, it feels like that, yeah. because the way you build up your knight, character, mm. and your god, yeah. your god powers... Are these, are these guys all supposed like to be like demigods and gods, and then they're killing each other to kind of build their armor up and stuff in this world? Yeah. 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 Have you noticed that, like, you know, cool. some of the stuff I picked up from the game, though, is that the animation is very jarry and kind of jittery. And I don't know if that's because this is unfinished like renderings or engines of the game but yeah. everything's very kind of like clicky like the guy will do shifts and slashes but then he'll stop midway it doesn't feel very fluid visually yeah. the game looks amazing but the animation looks a bit iffy so i don't know whether or not this game will be really good we'll have to wait and see but the art direction is amazing yeah no it looked cool yeah. yeah promising game so let's see how good it is when you actually play it how fluid it is really do that thing which i love where they give EA and all these other kind of sport guys this massive podium to just waffle on about how they've yeah. made the players look that much more yeah, realistic and stuff. Yeah, so so basically they're always going to get like a guy and the guy's going to say, this is the next generation of sports and, you know, entertainment or something like, you know, and nah, things. Nah, and nah. Yeah, and for the last, like, you know, gazillion years they've been showing this kind of stuff and they, this thing is going to happen forever. But this guy looks super realistic. In that one close-up where he was sweating and stuff, so yeah, that, so that so two K two K are doing uh, a really good job. They've always been like a, a competitor to FIFA and EA, and now that they've kind of taken over the wrestling franchises, they've got their own NBA two K franchise. That goes that goes up against you know the older NBA live. Like NBA is kind of like gone towards two K now. So a lot of you play NBA 2K, they don't really play EA's NBA Live and stuff anymore. So the EA franchise has kind of gone into the background with that. So what 2K tend to concentrate on is their NBA games. I think their football games, because I can't remember their football games if they do a Madden or something, or an NHL game. But they also do the wrestling games. So the SmackDown versus Raw SmackDown games have all shifted over to 2K. They bought THQ's assets. So, um, we'll wait on that. I'm really, I've just really been kind of put off by them since, since they kind of took over because what it is, is it's kind of like Yooks are still pumping out the same engine and then all they do is just up the polygon count a bit. And sometimes they take away features that were better in previous versions. So people have been putting up comparison videos of like, the latest version of it and how much of a train wreck it is and how much they've taken the backstage detail out and i'm like you are rendering limited stages with limited kind of interactions why don't you just make it better looking you know what i'm trying to say like you should keep pushing it anyway we'll move on let's move on to one of your household favorites gran turismo so they unveiled gran turismo 7 
So give me your thoughts of this. You know, you being loving this stuff. Talk, talk to me about this game. Yeah, so this was Gran Turismo 7 was announced and it was actually the second game, I think, in the lineup when they showed it on the live stream. Mm -hmm. And um, I was really excited because uh, Kaz popped up on screen and I was like, oh shit, here he is. He's going to talk about another new Gran Turismo. And thankfully, it wasn't Gran Turismo Sport, mm. which is a big relief. Yeah. Because um, Gran Turismo Sport has had its own kind of controversy, just like WWE 2K20, with its always online mode. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really like that. So hopefully, this new Gran Turismo, from what I saw from the trailer, it looked pretty sweet. Um, it showed off the Mazda RX Vision concept, and there were some lovely shots of nostalgic uh, Porsche race cars and stuff like that. And it was all running really smooth at 60k, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, 64k uh, at 60 frames per second. Mm -hmm. So that game looked really good. Mm -hmm. um, some of the stuff that was really nostalgic is that they brought back Trial Mountain, which is a classic. Gran That's Turismo what I thought it was. I wanted course. to talk to you about that. It was Trial Mountain, wasn't it? It was a legacy yeah, course, yeah, right? Yeah, it's Trial Mountain, but it's being kind of remodeled for Gran Turismo and kind of updated for this new version of the mm -hmm. game. And it looks like that you can like just basically travel the world with. Um, with again like the world mode you know the career mode is very good what do you think yeah, of the interiors I like, I like how they've reintroduced the campaign mode again okay yeah and that's really cool and it seems like they've introduced tuning again and obviously gt sport will now play a different element as part of the bigger game so you can still do GT Sport, FIA-based mm -hmm. competitions. Mm -hmm. You can watch competitions on mm -hmm. your PlayStation account or your Gran Turismo account mm -hmm. and participate and stuff like that. So that's mm -hmm. really nice. I think yeah. it's hopefully it will be a well-encapsulated game. Yeah. My only criticism with the, the trailer was is that some of the car sounds still didn't really sound that great. Right, 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 right. So I hope that they fix up the audio for those kind of atmospheric sounds and mm -hmm. car sounds and add and reverse lights the isn't it engine of the ps5 yeah. are we looking at damage or like you know minor damage on these on things because sometimes they don't do that don't they since we are getting ray tracing and dynamic weather mm. i'm sure they'll find a way of incorporating damage because you know old school games like drive club which i thought was an amazing looking game for its age mm. has damage mm. and it has damage and scratches and stuffs and mm. uh grand Trisma doesn't really do that that much it doesn't let you damage the car too far yeah without yeah. you know damaging the model or making it complicated for the console to figure out what's going on on the screen mm, mm. Uh, yeah i think that you know there's a couple of little kind of like if you're gonna add all these details about all these switches and all these toggle switches and things like that in the game um i want to be able to use them and i want to be able to when i reverse to have reverse lights you know it was quite yeah, funny yeah, yeah. in a few well, it, does that, it does that now i mean yeah. that, that feature's been fixed for quite a while <laughs> that was quite funny though i can't remember which one it was but like a lot of the a lot of the game the grand Turismo games had had no reverse lights and kind of weird thing so i hope that the car physics are very good because this is the real driving simulator so i hope cars feel the way they feel you know and yeah. stuff i'm looking forward to having a crack at it yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll look amazing at 4K in a VR headset, definitely. Mm, mm. 
Okay, great. So Gran Turismo 7 looks oh, yeah. promising. Let's move on to Solar yeah. Ash. So there was a game called Solar Ash where it was a platformer with a lot of colors. Guy looks okay. like he's on the edge of the universe. Um, I don't know like what these guys are doing, but it's sort of like a platformer. Um, it looks yeah, very interesting. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to like skip this one. Yeah. It's not too interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on. So Solar Ash just looks promising. We'll see how good it is when we actually play it, whether or not we feel it. Last games they showed. Demon oh, Souls yeah. I've never actually played, but it's supposed to be like a competitor to, um, you know the other game, what was that one called? Um, uh, this... What was the what was the old there was another game as well like Demon Souls where you kept dying and stuff it was like a platformer um, I can't remember the name of it. it it basically escapes me right now but they remastered this and kind of essentially made this I think this is a remaster from what they were saying in the press it's not a completely okay. new game uh, when I first saw the eagle kind of carrying the dude I thought this was a God of War game. You know, do you get what I mean? Because it had that darkness of the that kind of darkness and style of God of War. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just really interesting. It's um, it looks like an interesting kind of hack and slash game where it's very hard for you to survive. So it's like a uber hard kind of game. It's designed to test you, test your metal, test your survivability and stuff. And with each encounter, you learn more. Um, I'm gonna wait and see how good this game is, how it plays, you know, um, I've never really played them that much, I've never really been into them, so maybe this one might introduce me into the franchise and I'll see how good it is. Yeah. Alright, moving on. Visually really good? We'll have to wait and see. Really cool game, this one was Deathloop, Hitman 3 and obviously the new Horizon. Okay, so let's move on to that, one second, I was, I was gonna do Resident Evil, but we can talk about Deathloop, Deathloop's here. So Deathloop is made by Arcane Studios, who made um, Dishonored. So yeah. basically it's their same engine, completely different world, I guess. I don't think it's the same world, but there's an assassin who keeps looping. He and this keeps is a first-person game, isn't it? Yeah, so it's a first-person shooter. It's going to be like Dishonored. You can teleport, so he's like, again, just like um, Dishonored, you can teleport with your left hand. Uh, so you can pick different kinds of approaches to kill people. Visually, this game looks really good. It's a mixture between a serious and a cartoon style. Um, you know, it's got this kind of shooting element to it. It's got these really weird-looking kind of guns and style to it. The main guy is basically getting killed all the time by this other lady who's kind of better than him at, at fighting the two assassins. So I think you can play as both of them. So you can play as either the lady or the guy. They, and you just have to basically yeah. work your way through the world until one of you wins and you can break the cycle. There's really not much else to talk about because the storyline is really basic. Visually it looks fine and you know you just keep restarting the loop. So I'll just have to wait yeah, and see. It, like a, it just looks like a fun shoot-em-up hack-and-slash kind of game. Yeah. It's, so we'll... it's like... like um... John Wick stuck on a loop. Kind of, yeah. So we'll just wait and see how good this game is. It looks really good. I like the art direction. So it looks yeah, promising. Alright, moving on. Uh, we've got... Um, this, this is Hitman for me. I'm gonna oh, do yeah. I'm gonna do a separate detailed little... Um, sort of like a... I would say a series of why I love IO Interactive series. So I've been playing Hitman since Agent 47 on the PC. Silent Assassin. Contracts was interesting because it remade the first two games in a different kind of way after Agent 47 gets shot. Um, I liked 4, Blood Money a lot. Originally when I played 4, I thought 47 died. And I didn't realize that you could actually restart his heart. 
So the first time I played yeah. the game, I actually played the game, and then he died, and then I didn't do anything, and I thought he didn't die. <laughs> then, I, then I read somewhere that he survived, and I was like, he's not dead, and then I played it again, and then, you know, I actually have the, you know, like, I played it quite hardcore, and I got Silent Assassin ranking on that game. You know, like I, I played it on the 360 and the P and the and the they're, they're PC. Such, they're such great games. Yeah, and the new ones, these rebooted ones, people were like, kind of scratching their heads. They're like, "Why did you reboot it?" And I was like, "They rebooted it because they just wanted to put it back to like as much as I liked Absolution. Absolution lost the um, the kind of free play, take out the guys any way you like. This was um, uh, it was too linear." You know, it was too it's insular. Like a story as opposed to doing contracts. Yeah. And his, he had like proper Hihachi looking eyebrows in that one as well. Like he, he looked did, so he different. Did, he did, didn't he? Yeah. So anyway, I'm so loving this new one. This is the final of the three of this Contracts trilogy. They call it the Contracts trilogy or something. Uh, okay. all, the, all the World Assassin trilogy. They, they've got like a name for it now. But I, I'm loving it. It looks really good. I'm very happy with Hitman, the direction it's going in. I haven't played the second one yet. I'm still in, in, in the midst of clocking the first one. I just take my time with it. But it's really yeah. good. So the new one's got Dubai in it. So you're going to be basically going to the Burj and taking someone out in the Burj Al Khalifa. Yeah, that so awesome. that's that going to be uh, sick. footage that they showed look really cool. Yeah. How big they've made the world and how much you can explore and yeah, do so it's like, I thought that was lovely. In number three, it looks like you can do a lot of travel. Like the sandbox is very big. So you've got a lot of... You're probably going to have main target and then kind of sub-targets too in this game. Yeah. So it's going to yeah. be really, really, really cool. Really cool. So I like it a I lot. Think, uh, I think the thing I like about Hitman is that he was a John Wick before John Wick came out. Very true. And, and the thing that I've really hated is that I've never been able to do my Hitman film. So, like, you know, this is something that I want to do one day because they've never done Hitman right. The Timothy Olfant yeah, one was absolutely. crap. The second one was crap. You know, they were terrible films. They get zero shields from me. I don't even have to do separate reviews of them. They're just terrible. <laughs> they were just really shit. And what I would yeah, like to do is if on, I can... Bring on Hitman 3. If, yeah, exactly. Bring on Hitman 3. And if I can get a chance, I'm going to try and do a um, Traditions of the Trade short film or something. So it's just about taking out those two guys and taking that bioweapon, you know, in the hotel. And if I can do that, you know, and he comes under the, the guise of being Tobias Reaper and, you know, all that kind of stuff. If I just make a short film of uh, of that, hopefully they'll let me do a Hitman film. You never know. So that's really good. That looks promising. So, you know. Yeah, last but not least. Yeah, I mean, well, not last but not least. There's a few others, but I can, you know, skip through those because there's a lot of games that they showed. But let's focus uh, let's on just, Horizon. Let's just talk about Horizon and leave it there. The other games are just minor, yeah. very minor. Yeah, yeah. So, um, basically, Horizon is such an, a beautiful original IP. The guys have done a great job. Um, if you compare Horizon to, to uh, Last of Us, and this kind of controversy that's happening with Last of Us and the direction they've gone in, For Horizon yeah. basically gives us hope, and it's a lush world, and there's kind of like a light at the end of the tunnel, and there's a sense of adventure. You get this kind of Avatar-style feeling, you get this kind of like adventure-style feeling, this Mass Effect feeling. You know, we, we yeah, learned I mean, that... I was, so, I was so happy to see Aloy again, and yeah. her continuing her adventures from the yeah. previous... PlayStation 4 game, so yeah. it's really awesome to see a new Horizon on the new next generation console. Yeah, so it's going to be a really beautiful game. It looks very lush. Looks like life has kind of returned to the world, 
And also on top of that, you've got basically still the problem with the robots and the things and Aloy still hunting and doing a thing. We haven't completed the first game, so we don't know where the why this why she's gone onto this adventure to this new land. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, it looks yeah. like there's some kind of an organic plague or techno-organic plague that's infecting the world. Um, we'll have to wait and see what's going on, but it just looks brilliant. Art direction looks amazing. This looks like a masterpiece game that's going to get a very high rating from me when Absolutely. it comes out. It's really great. Epic. It's just an amazing protagonist. Alloy's great. The culture is great. The world's amazing. The style's good. The hunting, the scavenging, you know, the, the kind of taking over the machines. Now there's this amazing underwater bit, so she can swim now you know, underwater and do stuff. So you got to watch out for those kind of crocodile creatures. And there's, you know, like uh, sunken cities that you can explore and stuff. She's got a new rebreather. Um, it's really good. It, it's going to be an amazing game. A really amazing game. Just looks definitely. visually amazing. I'm really looking forward and to if, that. And if this is a launch title, I'm definitely buying this with my uh, the PS5. Yeah. Yeah, great. So great stuff on that. So let me just go through... Uh, the final ones, I'll just kind of talk about them. There's Astro Plays Room, which looks like it's just going to be like a tack-on title that they're going to probably give with the console, so you can have a little play around with stuff. Um, there was another game called Bug Snack, which is really funny and silly looking, with stuff and making weird creatures. So that's showing that so kind of casual game is really good. This is a game that I didn't get to touch on. It looked fun. It was like a little hunting game about this cartoony okay, yeah. looking dude where he's hunting these creatures. And I like that. That game looked really good. It had this, like, silly guy who's, like, in one world, you know, he's, like, the sleeping. He looked like an Alfred kind of guy. And this other guy's yeah. going on, on adventures, and I like the humor of that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the art direction was amazing. That looks really good. There was Resident Evil Village. I'm not really a huge Resident Evil fan, but this one looked really good visually. Um, you know, it just seems like a continuation of Resident Evil in an interesting way. And this rebooted franchise is very interesting. So yeah, there's a new... Capcom are doing really nice cinematics and mm. um, kind of gameplay renders of their yeah. work. Yeah, it's very Resident dark, Evil, it's so very dank, good. it's very gothic, it's very dark. But I'm not really into dark games right now. I think there's way too much negativity on the Earth. And this kind of torture porn, kind of super dark games there... Just getting kind of boring for me. I, I like kind of games that are a little bit more upbeat and fun. I like it when heroes win, and I don't like it when villains completely die and stuff and things well, like that. The other, the other Capcom game, Pragmata, was really good. Mm. That looked really cool, but yeah. it looked a bit like a, a kind of Metal Gear by Capcom. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Like looking at Pragmata, it seemed kind of like Death Stranding. It felt kind of like. Um, I don't know what it is, it's like humans have abandoned Earth or they've disappeared and this guy's got this robot and he himself probably is like slightly advanced, yeah, I don't really know what's going on. I'm not really sure what's going on in this game, but visually it looks pretty nice. Like, you know, it looks really good. I wonder how it will be as an actual game. Will it be too boring? Will it be again that kind of morbidity about, oh, humans self-annihilated themselves and there's only these robots left and stuff. So, yeah, um, like... What can we do? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think I think it's still like the the thing with uh, gaming and stuff is still a very optimistic, and a lot of the games are really enjoyable. They make you feel good at the end of the day. So yeah. a lot of the yeah. titles are really good. Yeah, I mean, I love it, but, you know, like, we love to play games that just have, you know, this amazing funness to them, action, you know, so this all, it all feels like it's some kind of a, a weird world, like, it's not even a, 
it's not even Earth. It could just be a giant simulation. You know, like yeah. some kind of robotic simulation with cyborgs or something. Could just be a giant playpen for them. I don't know. But visually, it looks stunning. This game looks very good. Uh, we'll wait to see what kind of gameplay this is and how it's going to be as a game. So we'll, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to all these titles, and I think they'll be fantastic on the PlayStation 5. Yeah, so just rating this um, entire launch kind of thing, I would give it a solid 4. We've got some really promising stuff, uh, really promising things going on, and it's going to be a really good uh, year for gaming. It's going to come out holiday season. It's going to be a really interesting year, uh, year of gaming for us in 2021 onwards. So very promising stuff from PlayStation and Sony. Very happy with the direction they're taking stuff. They're not uh, basically straying away from what they're good at. And they're adding to that. So that's really good to, to, to see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, bro. And um, hopefully the price will be attractive and we can hopefully get our hands on one console because you know it's going to sell like hotcakes. Yeah, definitely, bro. So um, let's wait and see what will happen. Anyway, so I'm going to wrap this up because like, there's these kids outside making a whole bunch of noise. You know, it's like because it's in lockdown and I need the windows open so that I can get some air. And yeah, just um, uh, I want to thank everyone for listening in to this podcast. This is episode 16. Uh, our reaction to the PS5 re hardware reveal and game lineup for 2020 and 2021. And I want to thank you, Z, for joining me as a guest. And I'll see All you right. guys on the next episode of the House of Rep.